to all my elf friends. Greetings on this fair Tuesday here in Irvine, California. I am Tani Tenuvio, the resident KUCI Middle Earth Elf. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? <clears throat> I'm here with you every Tuesday from 4 to 5 p.m., at least until I sail into the West or find some other adventure to pursue. But is it, a great, it is a great privilege to be here at KUCI, now a little over eight years, and coming up is our annual fund drive, the time of the year where you get to be a part of what we're doing here by pledging your support, <clears throat> either by donations, which you can even begin now to donate, I believe, through our website at KUCI.org. Or you, if you are perhaps a local business owner or artisan, you might want to make a donation of um, a service or a gift to be given out as a thank you gifts here. So if you are interested in that, please uh, give us a call and we will... Do what we can. You can email me at askanelf at yahoo.com. I'm not sure how much of this information I can give out over the air, but we do have a letter we can give you that gives our uh, nonprofit status number and tells you a little bit about the fund drive that's going to be running from October 28th through Friday, November 8th. And, uh, of course, any donations are tax deductible, so that's a good thing. And um, so, yeah, you can... Email us here. You can visit our website at KUCI.org or you can email me at askanelf at yahoo.com or you can email our broadcast media coordinator, Kevin, at KUCI.org. So again, anything that you would like to have, especially we love gift certificates, local restaurants or uh, yoga studios. We elves always like for everybody to be healthy and fit. Uh, maybe for chiropractic adjustments or for personal training, acupuncture. So anyway, we'd love to hear from you. The music you heard at the beginning of the show is from the Academy Award winning soundtrack to the Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, the music of Howard Shore. We'll be hearing a little more of that later. And... So in case you are just tuning in, first I want to say greetings to any of my friends 
Listeners who may be here in Southern California listening in the Orange County area, Matt and Melanie just left after doing the sound circus. And uh, so safe journey to you as you're driving. And I hope you were able to tune in. I love that I get to always get to follow these amazing shows on Tuesday. So if you haven't had a chance to tune into the Sound Circus before you come and join me, I hope that you will do that next week. So this is What Would Arwen Do? Life from the perspective of if you know, of a Middle Earth elf. It's kind of where we ask the question, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in modern times, what might her life look like? So I believe that as a modern elf, she would celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures, all things that elves carry, care very much about. And so our topics often range from health to the environment to the planet to each other, and it's all about the love. <laughs> In life, uh, when things come up, Some people like to ask, well, what would Jesus do? Which I think is a very good question. But on this program, I like to ask, what would Arwen do? What would an elf do? And in case you're wondering who Arwen was, she was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing lore and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. So... We're going to talk a little bit today. This is Tuesday, October 22nd, 2013. And last week, I spoke to you about um, suicide and suicide awareness and, and about how we're coming into that time of the year when people tend to get depressed and when oftentimes suicides happen. And... Sometimes things are not preventable, but sometimes they are. Sometimes just simply reaching out to someone and letting them them know that they're not invisible can make a big impact. And we don't always know who are the people, you know, even some of the people who are the most cheerful and the most outgoing um, have things that they're dealing with. A lot of times loss. I know when my marriage went away, uh, my marriage of 16 years, and I never (laughs) thought that that would ever happen. And it took almost a year or two for me to actually realize how hard that was for me. And I went into rather deep depression. And I am very grateful for friends and uh, family who recognized, you know, something was amiss with the elf and um, helped me through those times with their patience and also with fun because we, I think sometimes it's very difficult if we force ourselves to live in the pain of loss, whatever that type of loss may be. So this week though, uh, I want to keep it kind of light. I've been researching this all week and so sometimes even this morning I thought, you know, I really need to get out and do something fun because I tend to get kind of immersed in things, especially when I'm doing research on it. And this week, um, last week we talked about suicide. I had just learned of a suicide in the yoga community that happened uh, the week before. And then, of course, remembering our dear uh, Shana Leiby, who we lost in, um, I believe it was 2009. But this week, 
I was at work on Friday, Friday, and Friday morning I was going back in from lunch, and he, over here at the University Center, right across the street from UCI, and the um, there was a lot of ambulances and police cars and everything out there, and I thought, oh my gosh, what's going on? And I learned that a woman had been hit in the parking lot. So I've been doing some research on this. Um, I haven't been able to gather too many more details since then. But whenever these things happen, I don't know about you, but for me it always makes me um, kind of think, <laughs> just think about, uh, especially uh, about, I guess it was about three years ago now, I was in an accident where I was sitting at a stop sign and someone rear-ended me and it totaled my car, took me out of work for about three months, and uh, that was very difficult. And he was, he had just come in from a flight, had rented a car at the airport, and was looking for a restaurant before he went back to the hotel to rest. And somehow he had managed to come off of Jamboree and make a couple of right turns and get into my neighborhood, which is a residential neighborhood. And I was, um, actually it was a day I'd just come from my radio show and I'd gone home, got some books that I needed to take to the library. And I got up and I was at a stop sign right by the Croner Del Mar High School. Well, he was coming behind me and I didn't see him. I was just had stopped and was getting ready to go. And, but I was at a complete stop and he plowed into me, uh, didn't, as he said later, I, I didn't see the stop sign, I didn't see you. And um, so I think he was doing about 40 or 50 at the time. And, um, you know, kind of changed my life. I was very grateful that I wasn't uh, permanently injured, but I did have a bruise the size of a grapefruit uh, on my tailbone. And I had several months of therapy and I couldn't work at my job because my job is very physical so I had to be off, out on disability for three months and my car that I loved was totaled and and I couldn't replace that car for what they gave me for you know all the things but um anyway it's a, you know things can happen in an instant and things can happen I don't know if he was on his phone but he did have a cell phone in his hand when he got out of the car which uh doesn't necessarily mean he was using his phone, but he may have. He may have been looking at his GPS or something. And these things can just happen so quickly. So on Friday, um, I'd like off also to just offer um, and ask you, my dear listeners here in Southern California and from the Internet and wherever you may be listening from, a special shout-out to uh, Claire and Maria, to John Paul, to my friends up in Washington, to Van and Guru, and Ro down in Escondido, although I think she and Jim are over in uh, Catalina this week um, celebrating birthdays. Happy birthday, Jim. Um, but anyway, to those of you who are listening, thank you, and I hope you'll stay with me. I know this isn't a very happy type of subject, but I don't want it to be really down and dismal, but... It, it is an important thing for us to be thinking about all the time, but I think, um, especially as we're moving into the holiday season when people get really uptight and they're rushing and they're trying to get to this thing and that thing and take the kids here and there, and I've seen people be really mean to each other in parking lots. It's one of the places where people are just so mean to each other, and it always breaks my heart over things like a parking spot or not moving along fast enough or, you know, things like that that in the larger scheme of things are really so unimportant. 
So on Friday, uh, about 10.30 a.m., uh, right across here in University Center, so please, to the students, if you're a student, faculty, or staff here at UCI, um, please be careful, not only while you're driving, but while you are walking. So uh, Hedy Chow, or Chu, C-H-O-U, was um, struck by a car, an SUV being, being driven by a 44-year-old woman from Irvine. So Hedy was from Irvine. The other woman was from Irvine. And Hedy, they took Hedy to the hospital, and she was she died at 2.07, according to the coroner. The accident was about... The collision was about 10.30 in the morning. If by chance you were there and happened to be a witness of that, you could uh, please call the police detective Jonathan Cherney at 949-724-7024. Again, 949-724-7024 if you have any information or were possibly a witness of the collision. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit today about distracted driving and about texting while driving which um, I learned there's a wonderful website called itcanwait.com where you can actually take a pledge to not text while driving. And I think that just making the pledge to not text by driving is a very good first step. It helps you be mindful that you're not going to do this thing. If you are... If you've been a part of the KUCI community for some time now, then you may have known Jessica Hoke, who was a uh, DJ here at UCI. She was a graduate of UC Irvine, was looking forward to doing some traveling and fulfilling her dreams. An amazing young woman. She was um, killed in an accident uh, in 2010, December 3rd of 2010, on her way to work. She was just standing on a street corner. So again, I don't know if maybe, if, you know, how do you, how do you get away from flying debris or who in the world imagines while they're standing on a street corner waiting for the light to change that their life may be in danger. But there was a three-car uh, crash. A 17-year-old driver was searching for his iPod and ran a red light. He hit two other cars. All three of the drivers were uninjured, amazingly. But Jessica, who was standing on the corner waiting for the streetlight, was hit by flying debris from the accident. And she later died a couple of days later from the injuries. And she was 23 years old, an amazing young woman. And now she's not here anymore. She had a sister, Isabella, younger sister, Isabella. Isabella now has no sister to talk to about um, as she's getting, going through school and going, getting ready for college. Um, and again, it's, I'm sure that 17-year-old young man, uh, who now is about 20, that this will haunt him, I would think for the rest of his life, um, knowing that a young woman with so much life and love in front of her was gone because of him searching for his iPod. So, and we've all been there. We've all had, you know, important things that come up. Um, important phone calls that we're waiting for or for parents, you know, you're waiting to find out if your child has gotten out of school or has gotten home safely. 
but it's very important that we, um, well, as they say on this website, it can wait. And so I want to talk to you a little bit. First, I want to give you a few little statistics. I promise you toward the end of the show, we're going to be talking about some very happy things and have something a little lighter. But please stay with me for this because this is, this is important stuff. It could save your life or the life of someone else or it could save you from a great deal of pain by perhaps saving you from being involved in a collision where you hit someone uh, because you didn't see them or didn't see what was happening. But um, this is for the Centers for Disease Control on their um, section about distracted driving. And it says that each day in the United States, more than nine people are killed and more than 1,060 people are injured in crashes that are reported to involve a distracted driver every day. Each, each day, nine people are killed from distracted driving. Distracted driving is driving while doing another activity that takes your attention away from driving. Distracted driving can increase the chance of a motor vehicle crash. There are three main types of distraction. Visual, taking your eyes off the road, whether that's looking for your iPod, looking in your purse for your lipstick, looking in your grocery bag for your french fries, I mean your uh, in and out bag for your french fries, taking your eyes off the road. Manual, taking your hands off the wheel. Okay, so you're driving along, your hair's flying all over, oh, you forgot to put it in a ponytail. So you take your hands off the wheel and you're driving with your knee just for a couple of instants. No, don't do it. Don't, your ponytail can wait. <laughs> Both hands on the wheel or looking for a CD or, you know, whatever other things, you know, loosening the top on your coffee both hands on the wheel and then there's cognitive taking your mind off of driving where your mind is just on other things you know you just ran out of the house you when you did i remember to turn off the my curly my flat iron and oh my gosh it's trash day i better call barbara and tell her to make sure and put out the trash cans because i forgot and you're thinking about that and oh yeah there, there's that meeting oh yes i hope i brought the folder that i Taking your mind off of driving. Just don't do it. If you could just have a little ritual for yourself where you get in your car and you say, okay, now I'm driving. Now I'm paying attention to driving. And I know it may seem kind of silly, but it really isn't. And especially when you're first leaving home or getting near to someplace, your mind is very often on the other things. And a part of that is because driving has become so second nature for us. Which can be a good thing, you know, in the sense that we have good reflexes, we have experience in driving, we, you know, are no, but we also are, live in a culture where multitasking is celebrated, you know. The more things I can do at once, the better. Well, that isn't always necessarily true, especially not when you're operating a large piece of uh, metal machinery that can kill you or someone else. Here again, distracted driving activities include things like using a cell phone, texting and eating, using in-vehicle technologies such as navigation systems. I was with someone one time in my car, and at the time it was my boss, so I felt really uncomfortable and like I couldn't say anything, but I was very nervous. She had picked me up. We were going to an event uh, that I was helping with, and... She's got one hand on the steering wheel, the other hand on her GPS. So I'm like, oh, so where are we going? She's like, oh, I've got it right here. And I'm thinking, you are looking at your GPS as much time as you are spending looking at the road. 
you know, her eyes are back and forth between the GPS and the road, you know, and she's trying to put the, the destination in, and I'm thinking, could you have done this before we got on the road? So, but yeah, so that's a type of distracted driving. It says, while any of these distractions can endanger the driver and others, texting while driving is especially dangerous because it combines all three types of distraction. And it goes on to say, how big is the problem? Well, in 2011, 3,331 people were killed in crashes involving a distracted driver compared to 3,267 in 2010. And then uh, an additional 387,000 people were injured in motor vehicle crashes involving a distracted driver. And um, texting, okay, talking on a cell phone. 69% of drivers in the U.S. ages 18 to 64 reported they had talked on their cell phone while driving within 30 days before they were surveyed. Texting or emailing while driving. 31%, one-third of all the drivers, one-third of the drivers ages 18 to 64 reported they had read or sent text messages or email messages while driving at least once within the 30 days before they were surveyed. So please, if you are doing this, stop. (laughs) And if you're not doing it, please continue to not do it. And be aware that there are of the other people on the road, one out of every three people you may be on the road with may be texting or emailing during while they're driving. So another reason to stay very focused and you not be distracted in order, because sometimes it's not you causing an accident, it's someone else. I've been in a car and pulled up next to a person and there's this woman and she's talking and she's got a cell phone in one hand so I guess she thinks if she's talking on the speaker it's not against the law because it's not at her ear and then the light changes and she still sits there and the person behind her has to honk to remind her to go and it's just not a good thing (laughs) and let's see what are the risk factors some activities such as texting takes the drivers away from driving more frequently and for longer periods than other distractions And uh, there was an interesting statistic about how far you actually go. I don't know if it's in this particular report. Uh, Younger, inexperienced drivers under the age of 20 may be at at increased risk. They have the highest proportion of distraction-related fatal crashes. While driving... Texting while driving is linked with drinking and driving or writing with someone who's been drinking among high school students in the United States, according to the CDC study. Students reported engaging in risky driving behavior said they did so at least once in the 30 days prior to the survey. And I read somewhere that um, when you're driving, taking your eyes, like to see a text message, which is about three or four seconds at 55 miles an hour takes you about the length of a football field, something something in that general area. That's pretty scary that you can go that far in the matter of three or four seconds when you're driving um, and while your eyes are not on the road. A little kid runs out, a little dog runs out, a person steps off a curb, um, And I just want to say that with regards to this accident with uh, Hetty Chu this last weekend, 
this last Friday, there, there's been nothing that has come out so far that indicated that the woman was um, texting or anything like that. However, she was driving fast enough in a parking lot to strike someone who suffered enough injuries, head injuries, that it killed her within three hours. Um, we just, you know, sometimes think about where, where you are and what's a safe limit. And I would especially ask you who are here at UCI, students, staff, and faculty, to be mindful of um, across the street, University Center, there is, um, there's a lot of students. There's skateboarders. There's kids on bicycles. And a lot of times they just pop out of nowhere. So please um, be mindful of that and just slow down, you know, an extra 30 seconds or something. You know, it's going to, it could save a life. So I want to tell you about a website. Again, uh, just in case you're tuning in, this is KUCI in Irvine. I'm Tani Tenuviel. This is What Would Arwen Do? And the views, opinions, and opinions expressed by the ELF host are those of herself and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of UCI, KUCI, or the UC Board of Regents. So we're talking about uh, distracted driving, and I'm going to play a little bit from something on the It Can Wait website. So there is a place on the Internet where you can go and take the pledge to never text and drive, and it's called itcanwait.com, and they have, uh, you can share your stories there, and they have some PSAs, and they have some um, videos. And so today, I'm going to play something for you from one of the videos. And um, it's, uh, it, it may be hard. I'm not going to play the entire thing. You can certainly go and um, you can certainly see it and watch it in, in, in its entirety on your own. But today, I just want to play... Um, some of it that you, from people who know the horrors of texting and driving uh, firsthand. And so please um, take a listen and let this uh, maybe kind of touch your heart a little bit, especially as we're moving into the very busy holiday season. This is KUCI in Irvine, and this from the video documentary on itcanwait.com. And I hope technology will be kind to us. It starts out saying over 100,000 accidents happen from texting. I had my brother in my hand, and all of a sudden, my hand was empty. Xavier is now eight. We call him X. He is to us the mighty X-Man, yes. X, as a little person, from the time that he hit the floor in the morning 
until you had to forcefully to almost tie him down at night. He was running back and forth, back and forth, extremely energetic. He could call football plays. He loved the Green Bay Packers. I could turn the game on and sit him in front of it and do house chores. You know, most people sit their babies in front of Sesame Street. I could sit X in front of a game. He would have been an excellent athlete. I was always looking forward to being in the stand screaming X, 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 X. That was mom's dream, to be screaming from a football stand. He's just arriving from school now. I got to have him back. I got to know how school went. I got to know today's Friday, so I need to know if he got 106 on his spelling test, which he almost always does. And if you could see, Xavier is in a wheelchair. X is paralyzed from the diaphragm down. In the accident, part of his spinal cord was dissipated. His legs are gone. His chair are his legs now. The use of his right hand is partial. He woke up actually from the coma a lefty. He went in a righty. She missed his brain stem by that much. X is on life support. The ventilator has to breathe for my son. Most nights, I'm here on the couch listening for the ventilator, listening to making sure that all the breaths are right, that his peep on his doesn't change, that he doesn't need suctioning during the night. I hear everything. I hear everything. I can hear the ventilator change cycles. I can hear just the breath sounds different and run down the stairs and the nurse goes, he's good, mom. He's good. Boy, you got good ears. There are times when the pain is so bad, I can't breathe. I want to say the worst thing that I can't say to X, which I used to be able to say all the time, go in the yard and play. I can't say that anymore. Because if we go play, we need to take the suction machine. We need to transfer him over to the ventilator for his chair. Before we can do anything, we need to do that first. It's a, it's, it's a production. I can't say go play. Any mother understands. I can't say go play. He comes to life when she comes in the room. Say, 
Exodus to remember as well as both Ari and I do. But Ari was walking across the street with Xavier on that October day. We pray that that never happens to another brother or sister. We pray that another child doesn't get taken from a family member's hand. She came from this direction, and at first we didn't even see her. The cars on the other side of the stop sign, they stepped off the curb, coming across the street, and Ari said he was gone. She took him from Ari's hand. She was not only speeding in the school zone, but she had also run the stop sign because she was texting. The lady who hit X was texting. Texting. She, her head was in her lap. She never even saw X in front of her. She actually came straight through the stop sign. There were no brake marks, no skid marks at all. She never stopped at a four-way stop sign. She never stopped. You know, I'm told that the text was, I'm on my way. Did she make it? Did she get to where she was going on time? That would be my question for her. This is KUCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, and that is what's from um, the It Can Wait website. There's a documentary there about texting with driving, and I'm not going to play the other, um, there's, it's a whole documentary, it's actually 34 minutes long, I was going to play another part, but uh, I would invite you to come, to visit itcanwait.com and um, see the full documentary. It's, it's really worth um, just letting this kind of gel with you because we get so caught up and we don't, we always think, you know, oh, well, it won't happen to me, but it could, you know, the, the guy who ran these uh, didn't see the stop sign or didn't see me sitting at the stop sign and rear-ended me, I'm sure he felt really bad about that too. And the young man who uh, ran the red light and searching for his iPod and then Jessica is now gone from this planet feels terrible. The woman last Friday, 44-year-old woman in Irvine driving in the parking lot of University Center struck a 79-year-old woman who um, three hours later was dead at the hospital from head trauma. Her life, the life of her family, will be changed as a result of that. So please think about going to itcanwait.com and maybe taking the pledge, no texting ever, to never text and drive. They have um, a pledge form there. Maybe talk to your friends about it. Maybe talk to your friends about this. And there are ways also that we can support each other in this. Just, you know, if you get in the car with your friend and they're 
distracted or, you know, got the cell phone out, just say, hey, you know, I love you so much. Let's not do this, okay? <laughs> let's, let's, you know, let's put the st- cell phone away. And uh, or if, Do you need me to call somebody for you? I'll call them. Uh, but no, not having the driver, you know, we hear so much about, especially during the holidays, friends don't let friends drive drunk. And about having a designated driver, well, how about designated being a non-distracted driver? So, friends don't let friends text while they're driving. So, please, um, just a few last-minute things. Practice mindfulness while you're driving and while you're walking. Sometimes it's just a matter of not stepping off the curb um, when you have every right to, but... um, you know, don't do that and don't do silly stuff or, or, you know, kind of dumb stuff. There was a man that was killed uh, just 2012, last November, seven, uh, 71-year-old man who was crossing in the middle of the block here in Newport Beach between, um, on, I think it was on San Joaquin, in between MacArthur and San Miguel. And he was hit by a guy driving a Porsche. You know, the guy was just running across the street or whatever in the and it was after dark and uh got hit by a car don't run across the street in the dark <laughs> in the middle of the block it's not safe to do that um and don't assume that you'll be seen dress smart especially if you're walking at night in my neighborhood it's amazing people walk around and i love that they're out walking their dogs but please wear lighter clothing, wear something where people can see you, because um, it's, sometimes it's hard in a ne- residential neighborhood to see people who are walking with their little animals. Sunrise and sunset, uh, the light is very bright, and I know for some of us, even as you get older, bright light shining directly in your eyes it can kind of momentarily blind you, and you can't always see everything. So. You know, and there's been times driving to work in the morning because I'm driving into the sun sometimes when I go into work um, at like 6.45. And that sunrise, when the sun comes up over those buildings or over that horizon and right into my eyes, you know, it's kind of kind of blinds me for a moment. So just, you know, if you're walking or if you're bicycling or scootering or something, just be mindful that there are things um, besides distractions that can just happen to drivers, to you know, to where they may not see you. Um, go on, it can wait, you know, think about that, perhaps taking, taking a look at that and letting that sink into your heart and maybe taking the pledge. Uh, be mindful. Um, also as we move into the holidays of your friends who are in pain, those who are struggling with loss, I know, I'm sure Hetty's family is going to be struggling during this time. Uh, I know that, uh, my friend Shana's family, every holiday season, it's hard, um, Sometimes, you know, having lost, I've not lost, any, lost anyone to an accident, but losing my mom, it's been 12 years. It's, you know, the first few years especially were so hard. I was, I just wanted to call her and or go over and see her for the holidays. And so, you know, love them, pray for them. And sometimes think about asking, asking them out to do something fun. Sometimes it can really help just to get your, give your mind a rest from the grief and our friends sometimes need to kind of step in and at least invite and coax us to do that. So we need to let people who have had loss have time to grieve, but also let's try to remember to 
And for those of us who are in pain, that it's hard sometimes for people to be with someone who always lives in the pain. So maybe let your heart be open to to receiving some love and joy and while you're working through this part of your pain. And remember to find joy and beauty and to celebrate every day the life that we have. So that's that for... <laughs> Distracted driving. Um, I have something fun that we're going to move on to. So first I'm going to play a little bit of music. This is KUCI in Irvine. I am Tani Tanuvio. Because then we're going to have a little venture into Hobbit Land. Of course, the movie coming out on uh, 13th of December, this coming 13th of December, the second movie in the Hobbit series. The first was The Unexpected Journey. Second movie, The Desolation of Smog. But first, I want to play a little something for you that I discovered this morning. It was wonderful. And this is on the uh, Hobbit soundtrack CD. And I'm going to play for you the track called The Adventure Begins. Then we'll talk a little bit about the part that this is in the movie. So this is from the soundtrack by Howard Shore to The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. And here is The Adventure Begins, KUCI in Irvine. Academy Award winning music of Howard Shore. And as I was listening to that today and just thinking, you know, I want to kind of end on a happy note. And of course, the Hobbit movies are coming up. And there's a wonderful um, interview. I'm going to read a little bit from with Toriel, the elf uh, that is introduced, an elf, a female elf of Mirkwood. And some people may be going, but there were elves in Mirkwood besides just the ones that appear in the Hobbit book. Um, but as I was playing this, this is from the Hobbit movie. Um, as I was listening to that track, it's so amazing because Howard Shore did such a fantastic job of integrating, making new music for the Hobbit with new themes and motifs and yet incorporating to where it still transitions into the music of the Lord of the Rings. And if you notice, there's a little line there where... Um, it's it's actually from the the fellowship of the ring the song the breaking of the fellowship and it's where um but in dreams the first line when the cold of winter comes starless night will come again and just that one little line i remember in the movie seeing it I was like oh, this is this is from lord of the rings and it was just kind of took me instantly into the whole but it has to do with the adventure the adventure there of the fellowship the Nine Walkers, and the venture here of Bilbo and the Dwarves, which started, was the start, where he gets the ring, and then, of course, we have the Lord of the Rings, the whole story of the unmaking of the One Ring. So I thought that was pretty cool, and I'm going to play for you now The Hobbit, uh, An Unexpected Journey, the little segment from the movie, 
And this is where he declares that he is going on the adventure. And I think you'll find this interesting. And you'll notice that point at which that movie comes in, that music comes in from the fellowship of the, of the ring. So let's have The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. So Bilbo is awaking in his little hobbit thing after the day that he spent with the dwarves, and they have made him an offer to come and be his, their burglar. He's looking about his little hobbit hole, wondering if any dwarves are still there. He's very relieved he doesn't see any dwarves. And he's looking about. And he spots the contract. Hobbit movie, An Unexpected Journey. So, let's see, we have a little bit of time left, and uh, I want to share with you a little bit of this, um, if I can find it, uh, the interview on IGN, let's see, uh, yes, here we are, and so this, the website for this is www.ign.com, and, and it uh, says here, The Desolation of Smog, Set Visit, and, okay, we don't want that part. And this, uh, okay, so this is from October 17th, 2013. IGN visited the New Zealand set of The Hobbit, uh, the Desolation of Smog back in 2011, back when The Hobbit was still only meant to be two films and not a trilogy. With the addition of a third and final film, the scenes we saw shot for The Hobbit and Unexpected Journey were subse- subsequently <laughs> bumped until the new second film, The Desolation of Smog. So it says, so at long last, we can tell you about the action-packed sequence we observed being uh, filmed and share with you our interviews with actors Orlando Bloom and Evangeline Lilly, who play the elves Legolas and Toriel. And Toriel, T-A-U-R-I-E-L, is a an elven name. Tor is the root word for forest in J.R.R.'s uh, languages of Middle Earth, and I-E-L means maiden or daughter. So her name actually means daughter of the forest or maiden of the forest isn't that pretty cool i thought that was that was pretty cool on uh, peter jackson's part to choose that name for her so there's a wonderful um 
has a few spoilers, so I didn't really want to read too much of this. Is, this is an article by Jim uh, Vivoda, but it does have an interview with Orlando Bloom and also with Evangeline Lilly. So I'm choosing to share a little bit from Evangeline Lilly's part. It says, Lost star Evangeline Lilly is making her Tolkien debut in The Hobbit, Desolation of Smog as the Elf Toriel, a character that did not appear in the original and was created by Peter Jackson and his co-screenwriters just for the new trilogy. We chatted with Lily on the set about taking the role. It says, question, you've been, you're playing a character, Toriel, that's not in the book, so I'm curious if you could talk a little bit about your perception of her and your, her character. Evangeline says, I was a diehard fan of these books before the films ever came out, and when I say diehard, I wasn't the person who could speak Elvish, but I really loved them. And I wasn't actually going to see the original films because I didn't think it was possible that a film could represent the books appropriately. So I was protesting, and I wasn't going to see them. And then my family all took a jaunt together, the entire family, to see the movies, and were like, what, you're just going to stay home? So I saw the movies and was thoroughly impressed that Peter Jackson managed to make my vision of the book come to life, as well as my sisters and my fathers and my aunts and my uncles and everyone's. It seemed to somehow pan across everyone's vision, even though we all knew we had to have had different visions of the books. So when I got called and was told, we'd like you to do The Hobbit, which was my favorite of all of them when I was a kid, and we want you to play a character that's not in the books, I gulped and hesitated. But then I went, these guys know this world, and they represent this world so well that I actually think they've earned the right uh, to have a little play. And so she goes on and shares some things. It's a wonderful interview um, with her and also with Legolas. If you want to read that, it's on uh, www.ign.com. And if you just Google, as I did, The Hobbit and um, Desolation of Smog set visit, that will come up. We are just about out of time. I hope you will, uh, hope you've found something to take away in um, this segment of What Would Arwen Do? Um, something positive and fun. And I will be back next week with more adv- adventures in Middle Earth. Until then, I will say, please uh, go out, get hugged, touch a tree, smell a flower, be loved, and give love. And I will see you next week. I would love to hear from you. You can contact me at askanelf at yahoo.com, askanelf at yahoo.com. And please stay tuned for the Blue and Gold Report coming up at 5 o'clock. And Rachel Ray's Cooking Accident with Heather McCoy at 6. So until then, my friends, I will say namariya. And um, Elin Sela Lumen Amintielvo, a star shines on the hour of our meeting until next week. Namaria. No